Welcome back, everyone, to the High Tempo Sports Podcast, episode 96 today. Back on a regular schedule. It's Wednesday. This is the first time we've done uh, two podcasts in a week in, like, a quite long some time. time, at least a month. So yeah. it's nice, honestly. I, it's, it's just nice having enough content to yeah. do it, actually, not, yeah. like, forcing out and podcasts. And being so extremely busy that we can't even make time. Yeah, that was exactly. the worst. There was not <laughs> the worst than sitting there, like, rushing around trying to get make time to do the podcast. Exactly. But now we're straight. We're good. We're here. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> today is going to be a really fun episode as we are going to be doing a full first round NBA mock draft. Um, oh, excuse me. Super excited to do this because um, this class has just been talked about for like a year now. The Pistons obviously have the first overall pick, which makes it so much more fun. Um, and yeah, I'm just super hyped to do this. Mm -hmm. I, I have a tendency of saying I like every guy in a draft just because they're younger guys. And I just love that. I, they're just like, they're around our same age. So I, I find that super cool. Um, but this year's draft, I think is like a little different than last year's. Like every dude in this draft actually is like, has a chance of being a good NBA player. Whereas last year, like it was, we just didn't really know. Yeah. And there, (laughs) as I'm going through making the draft, I'm thinking about what am I going to say about each player? And all I can think is, I really like this guy yeah. for every single player. And that's the thing. Like, except for the foreign dudes, who I don't really know yeah. all that well. And yeah, that's like the other than the foreign dudes, though, I feel like we know a lot about most of these players because we are super involved in college basketball mm-hmm. this year. And like last year, I had to write down a lot of things about guys like and do research on them. Whereas this year, it's like I kind of know the most, most about each guy in, yep. in my first round mock. So it's, and it's a lot different than like the NFL mocks, too, where it's like there's so much more you have to do research about with the NFL mocks just because it's a lot more it's just more detailed and everything so yeah it's crazy because like I could go into the second round and name a bunch of players oh yeah that for I sure know. probably like, we could probably do a full 60 yeah. pick mock like yeah. we don't have to but no, we, we, we are pro- going we to we could we we could yeah, yeah. Like no one cares about the second round. Like <laughs> no, you care about your team's picks in the second round, and you hardly care about those. Yeah, like, maybe they'll turn out to be a, a eighth man in the rotation. Yeah, you hope. That's um, but the hope. but let's talk about some news before. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about um, the the mock draft. Obviously, but let's talk about the playoffs. So two nights ago, the Suns were up three one in Phoenix, looking to close out this series against the Los Angeles Clippers, and. The Clippers are just not having it. Uh, Reggie Jackson, once again, continues to show that he is the best player in these playoffs. I mean, it is he is putting on a display for everyone. I've never heard somebody <laughs> talk so highly of Reggie Jackson. Okay, all I want to say is, though, all, I've just been seeing so many things on Twitter about, like, Reggie Jackson being dog shit on the Pistons for, like, bro, Reggie was cold on the Pistons for a small amount of time. Yeah, until he got hurt, right? He was literally Mr. Fourth Quarter for one year in Detroit. Like, he was led the league in, like, most uh, game-tying or or game-winning shots in the fourth, like, late in the fourth quarter. Like, he definitely is that guy. That was pre-injury, right? Didn't he get hurt? He didn't get hurt like a bad injury. He just kind of, like, he did get hurt, but I don't think it was like a derailing like, injury. Yeah, anything. it wasn't anything that caused him mm-hmm. to play bad. He just started to Yeah, he just play played bad. worse. And, and, and I think it was, he didn't really play bad. I think it was just because of his contract. He got paid the, at the time, was a big contract, and then he just didn't play as well as he did his first year in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So, um, But 
Reggie Jackson, I mean, that's kind of just a joke. Obviously, he's not the best player, but he has been playing phenomenal. And um, extremely fun to watch. Yeah. Extremely. Oh, yeah. And he's dripped the he's <laughs> dripped out at all times. Like well, I saw somebody making fun of his hair. Yeah, like Kenny the, was. Yeah, yeah, the first time they've ever seen that haircut. <laughs> I mean, he does life. have weird hair. It's, yeah. it's like braided on the side and then the twists that hang over it, and it looks really weird. But, <laughs> I mean, he's got the goggles, the T-shirt, the sleeve. The knee pads, the, the headband, headband like, different color shoes on. Like, looks like a 2K player. Yeah, like for real. straight up looks like the just guy bought a bunch of VC. <laughs> um, just dropped a bag. Yeah, Reggie uh, has been playing really well. He had like 22 or 23 in that game. But Paul George was the obviously was the main contributor. 41 points, shot 15 of 20 from the field, like 15, or 16 rebounds, I think. Maybe maybe 15 had six assists, like. Played absolutely phenomenal. Crossed up or had Chris Paul stumbling on a play and hit oh a three. Oh, word, dude. That um, was dirty. Setting up for tonight's game six to be a absolute great game. Yep, dog fight is what I'm hoping. Yeah. I, I seriously cannot wait. Uh, if the narrative the, if the narrative's still out there that pandemic or playoff piece still exists, it doesn't. Even after missing those two free throws to come at the end of a game, which lost them the game. Yeah. To come back in the <laughs> next game and drop 41 is crazy. That is mental toughness. Like, in Phoenix. He went and did it in Phoenix, dropped 41. Yeah. The mental toughness put on display there was unbelievable. This is kind of just, like, a little off topic, but ranking, like, as far as who's got the biggest bag in the NBA, like, you know what I mean by that? Yeah, like, yeah, like, who's got Where the- does Paul George rank on that? Because he has got a lot in his bag. Yeah, like, he, he'll he has, blow out anything. He, has, he is just such a smooth player, mm-hmm. and his jumper is just so nice. Like, he's probably top 10, like, yeah. oh, in biggest bag. bag yeah, it's in like, the NBA. I'm trying to think of other guys with, like, crazy bags. Luca, crazy bags. Luca, bag. yeah. Kyrie. Booker. Kyrie's bag is, like, yeah, he's Kyrie's bag is the Harden. deepest. Um, but yeah, that, that was yeah. just kind of random. But no, that's but it is a fact. Yeah. You watch Paul Jordan; it's like he's never doing the same move twice. Yeah, like he has thirty different moves for all thirty. He of his just shots. plays so smooth. It's mm-hmm. I I don't I don't know. I like Paul George. A lot of people don't, but um, this game is going to be super good. I think this has a chance to be the highest stakes game in these playoffs so far. Uh, this is going to feel like a game seven tonight. Um, I'm I don't know. Who do you got? This is this is tough. I'm it, really hoping. Like I'm a Suns bandwagon fan kind of i have a d-book shirt like i have to explain this every time <laughs> I, I wonder how many times you've said that oh in the 10, last week 10 <laughs> 20 like anytime we're talking about it i'm like i've had the d-book shirt and the jersey but though i'm rooting for the suns i'm rooting even harder for back-to-back game sevens i want to see the clippers come out and win this game so we get two game sevens right. in a row like you said this is a game seven atmosphere and it's going to be game seven and ten. So, if, but if you had to pick a team that's going to win tonight, not like what you want, well, who's going to win? Who you Clippers? Going with? I think Clippers are going to win Me too. too. In LA, the Clippers are pretty good at home. Um, even Boogie had a good game for them the other night mm-hmm. with Zubats going out with injury. Marcus Morris went off. Um, this Clippers team is just full of a lot of dogs, and they're just playing with no. They have no expectations mm-hmm. now that Kawhi has gone out. It kind of has been perfect for them because. They don't. If they lose, it's that's okay. I mean, they made it to the Western Conference Finals for the first time in franchise history without Kawhi, and and they're playing well in the Western Conference Finals. I know they they were down three one or whatever, but um, I really don't want the Suns to blow a three one though because it would just be awful for Chris Paul, man. I would just feel so bad. Like, like I don't know. I don't you, know if he gets another chance. Yeah, no, you probably don't. Right, and like that is that's tough. Blowing multiple three ones in your career, like he even mentioned it in the and interview. Just like he's like the best player to never make the finals, probably. Yeah, oh, probably never even make the yeah. finals. Like, not, not most not got, most like 
all-time greats will at least make it to the yeah. finals. They might not win one, but they'll but make he, it. He, this, like, he, he never even made it. So, oh, I still want the Suns to make it, but I think... I think this is going to be a great ser- great uh, end to this series, and tonight is going to be a phenomenal game, so we'll mm-hmm. see who wins that. And then going into the other series, Eastern Conference Finals, um, Bucks were up 2-1 going into last night, and then shortly before the game, it comes out that Trey Young will not be playing. <coughs> Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. That was building for a minute. Trey Young, who uh, went down with an injury late in Game 3, um, is was ruled out before this game, and it was almost like uh, I don't even like what this game is going to be nothing. Yeah, why watch it? Hawks came out <laughs> and played really well from the jump. Bucks were looking really slow, and then when was it? I think third quarter, maybe. Yeah, it was in the third yeah. quarter. Uh, Giannis comes down with uh, goes up for a uh, attack in the hoop. Clint Capella's there. They collide, and he comes down and just buckles his knee really bad. Thank God it wasn't a twist; it was just a straight back. But mm-hmm. it, before the replay, it looked bad. It looked. Awful. Like I thought, I immediately thought he tore his ACL. Like I said, I was texting my buddy Richard from work about it. He knew immediately it wasn't an ACL tear. He was he 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 knew he should be a doctor. Yeah, Yeah, he should. Yeah, he should. But um, but it was just funny that um that he said that. But it was just awful at first sight. Like I was Mm -hmm. literally just like, dude, and the way he like started yelling as his knee went down, like it really was not a good sight. Um, and we were waiting all day today on the MRI results, and I was I was checking my phone so much because I just was hoping it came up before our podcast. And there is no structural damage. There's no all of his ligaments are fine. They're not torn. They're not slightly torn. So that is huge news because and crazy. If Giannis would have went down with a torn ACL or or something like that MCL, I mean it just would have been awful for a guy this young who's been so good in the league. He's entering his prime and he's mm-hmm. already a two-time MVP. This was his year to, you know, maybe make the finals, win the finals. They beat the Nets. Um but we they we still don't know when he's going to come back though. It's, yep. There's no timeable for his return. He did uh have a hyperextension in his knee, which still is a serious injury. Like it's not like this he's going to be okay now, but I don't know. The the Hawks, I think we're going to win this game either way. If Giannis didn't get hurt, they were playing really well. Bogdanovich played super good in the second half, kind of put the Bucks away. The Hawks killed them late in that game. This series is going to be weird now. Yeah, and this, it sucks to watch a guy, and I'm not a Giannis fan. I think I've been pretty open about that. I'm not a fan of Giannis. But to see a guy work so hard and keep working hard, even though the setbacks, I mean, year after year not making it far and in the playoffs. he's proven the haters wrong this yeah. year. I mean, yeah, this he hasn't the first made it year. far, and he did this year, and he's putting up great numbers, averaging like 30, 14, and, and 6 or I'm 7. I'm like, like 60% yeah. field goal. Shoot. Like yeah, he might suck from the free throw line, but. He's been <laughs> unreal this playoffs. Yeah. Whether you like it, the Bucks or not, he has been that he's been that guy this playoffs. He's probably, if Kawhi was still in the playoffs, he'd, he'd be the second best player in the playoffs. But right now, there's no better play, pay, player in the playoffs than Giannis. Other than Reggie Jackson. Other than, yeah, him and probably Terrence Mann. You yeah. probably throw them both in the mix. Right. Uh, but to see, like I said, watch a guy work so hard to get back to the point that he is right now, right where he wants to be, up 2-1 out of Atlanta, and go down with an injury that could take him out for the rest of the series. I really hopeful it doesn't, but they haven't even set up a timetable for him to come back. Right now. So. And Atlanta, I mean, like I said, before this Giannis injury, Atlanta was still up. They were up by yeah. over 10 points when this injury happened. Lou Will steps up into the starting point Baller. guard role because the, the Hawks don't really have a backup point guard. We did see a little Chris Dunn minutes. We haven't seen him play in quite some time. 
Um, but Lou Will balled out. Bogdanovich, like I said, had a really good game. Cam Reddish, first time we've mm-hmm. seen him in these playoffs, played really well off the bench. It's nice. He had a pretty good season this year, but he just kind of fell out of their rotation. Obviously, you shorten the rotation in the playoffs, and Herter and Bogdanovich, they're they're just better players on the wing than him. So, and I was reading somewhere that he got injured midway through the season, and that was yeah, one of the reasons he, he fell did get out. he did get hurt mid season. Yeah, but I don't. But it was like a minor ACL yeah. injury. Um. But and and no DeAndre Hunter still obviously he's hurt so Cam Reddish stepped up and played really well obviously Cam Reddish is a better defender on the Hawks so I don't know I don't know what to think of this series no and I don't know who's gonna come out it's just, it just depends like it, it all depends on the injuries the stars for each team like Trey Young I think we'll probably see Trey Young come back in this series I would think next game I mean yeah. Hawks tied two two Giannis probably not gonna play game five. I would do everything I can to have Trey Young out there to go up 3-2. Well, he even mentioned that he went through everything he could, and the reporter was saying like, he worked his ass off to try and play last I figured game. that's kind of how it happened, yeah. Yeah, he was like, it was like a whole like thing where like he was trying to practice, arguing with doctors, and then they were like, dude, you can barely run. Like, you can't yeah. run right. You're not playing. Not unlike Kawhi, who won't even sit on the bench with his team. Yeah, <laughs> Trey Young is on the court yeah. getting hyped. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this. I I think Trey Young will probably be back for Game mm-hmm. Five if I just had to take a guess. But Giannis, um, if it is, if he is slightly not, I don't. I just don't want him to come back too soon and yeah. have a and get a serious injury. But at um, the same time, but at the same I time, really want him to win this. The Bucks win definitely now. could win this series without Giannis. Mm-hmm. They're two wins away, but they would have to play really well, and certain guys would have to step up big time. Remember, Divincenzo was out in this series as well, so with no Giannis. I mean, guys like Pat Connaughton are going to have to step up. Bobby Portis is going to have to step up big time. Drew Obviously, Holiday Chris Middleton. Scoring uh, yeah, the basketball. Yeah, Drew Holiday has had like two good games in these playoffs offensively. Defensively, he's been phenomenal. But offensively, he's had so many games where he scored single-digit points and shot poorly from the field. He's going to have to become a put 20 up a game with yeah. Giannis gone for sure. Um, is, that- is there any other, like, yeah, any other talks about these games? Uh, Just... Uh, we mentioned it texting each other last night. This, these injuries are really, really starting to, and they've already had their toll. But it's get, it just got all of a sudden worse. I mean, we did. I didn't yeah. think the injuries problem could get any worse. And all of a sudden, I'm watching Game Five, and Giannis is out in the fourth quarter, and Trey Young's out in the fourth quarter, and it's like, huh? Or Game Four? I mean, mm-hmm. not Game Five. Uh, so I'm just, I, I just want healthy basketball again. I don't want I don't want an asterisk next to this season because it's I know. it's not looking and it good. sucks just being healthiest team left wins because yeah. that's not how it should be man that's it's the best team is. should win like that's yeah. how I, I like the roster like construction and everything mm-hmm. but I but at the same time you can't take it away from if the Hawks Trey Young comes back the Hawks end up beating the Bucks and like we said they make the finals and the Suns have a a star player Booker go down with injury like you can't blame the Hawks but also yeah. it's just like. We we all know you. We all won know that. that you know, but it's it's I don't know. It's they a weird who is in front it's of It's a them. super weird topic because you. I definitely see both sides. Yeah, you don't want to take anything away from yeah, Trey Young like, and the Hawks. What are they supposed to do? Cancel the game because yeah. the team they're playing, it guy got hurt. Like, like just give Brooklyn the finals. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, like what are they supposed to yeah. do? Um. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Tonight's gonna be a super uh, fun game. I cannot wait. Before we hop into this mock draft, I have a fun. Uh, thing that we are, we can react to before we do this. And ESPN dropped six draft trades that they think could oh, happen. Really? Uh, blockbuster draft trades that they think could go down. I love reacting to trades from ESPN and Bleach Report because 
how often do we like see one of these trades and be like, oh yeah, that's I like that trade. Like no, most no. most always they're like the dumbest. Like that would never happen yeah. type thing. And these trades, most of them are like that's not gonna happen. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about these. I wrote down all six. A couple of them really aren't that like entertaining, but um, the first one is kind of one that has been talked about a little bit. It is the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Philadelphia 76ers. Cleveland is going to acquire Ben Simmons, and the Philadelphia 76ers get Colin Sexton, Kevin Love, and their twenty the Cleveland's 2022 top 10 protected first-round pick. Oh, that doesn't even include the draft pick. Yeah, it doesn't include one from this year. Yeah, all the other ones do. Oh, that's but, a weird one. Yeah, it doesn't in include it doesn't include number three. But like, I mean, yeah, I guess. But like, it's also it's just getting rid of Colin yeah. Sexton. And I get what why they call it a draft blockbuster for Cleveland. I think I would I would do that trade if I was Cleveland. I think Simmons in Cleveland would be oh. fine because it would just give him an opportunity to not have the spotlight on him. I guess, and you're and they're obviously in rebuilding mode. They're not in contention right now. Philly, I don't know. It depends on how much you like Colin Sexton. Kevin Love with Embiid, I think, would be good, and Kevin Love would have a little extra motivation to be on the court and play hard. And you're getting a pick that the Cavs might suck again. Like, mm-hmm. so. Oh, I would assume the Cavs would suck. Phillies, again. I don't know. This trade is all right. I feel like as, if you're okay Philly, trade. though, you can get better value for Simmons. I yep, think. I agree. Oh, uh, the second one. This one is wild. I wrote these down <laughs> in different order, but this one is just crazy. Between the Toronto Raptors and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay. I'm going to say what OKC gets first. OKC is getting Aaron Baines and the fourth overall pick in the draft from Toronto. Okay. Any guesses on what Toronto gets? Like Lou Dort? Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, uh. <laughs> Toronto gets Shea uh, for what? number four and Baines. It says, and I read, I was I, I immediately <laughs> like, thought, like, Shea's the like their like their franchise player yeah. right now. Like, and he's, he's 23 years old. He's going to be 23 years old. Like he's very young for Aaron Baines. It says that and well, the, the fourth, fourth, and pick, the fourth. But, that's the big one. Um, yeah. It said that Shea is, does, they don't know if Shea fits OKC's timeline right now because they think OKC's rebuild should be longer. Like it's, it should be like, they should almost start over on their already rebuild because they have so many picks in the future, future, like four five, <laughs> yeah. six years from now. Um, no, that are going to be good. Like none of their picks that they're getting currently are going to be like top picks. So that's what that was the thought process behind it. I think it, there's no way that no, Shea gets traded, absolutely. right? No, there's no chance in hell Shea gets traded. And for the fourth pick, if Shea gets traded, it's going to be for multiple picks. Yeah, and here's yeah, exactly. You think they're you <laughs> taking one pick out Before, of that? All right, so you're trading Shea for Jalen Suggs. Yeah, and like that's pretty he, much what you're doing. He traded uh, freaking Paul George for like seven. Yeah. And like, Shea is like a, he could be a star. Yeah, like he might not be as good as old. Paul George, but yeah, like he's a very young star player. That's, and in all honesty, I'm getting kind of nervous if OKC doesn't start making moves with all these picks. Like this year, they have three first round mm-hmm. picks. You can't do that every this year. This year they can, yes, but yes. I, I think next year you even could with three. But after that, it's like you have to start attaching these picks to players to. To make a big trade. So at that point, if you're another franchise, do you even want the picks? If they're just because at that point, if they can't use them, yeah, like, they're not using them anyways. So like, why do I want them? Right. If they're not going to use them, I, I that could be OKC's in a weird. There, I mean, they're not in a weird situation, but it's just like at some point there is too many yeah, picks. You got to start doing something because dude. like all, having all these picks looks great. But it's like all right, n- none of these picks are probably going to be like top ten picks. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be like. 
15 and lower. And I don't know. It's when weird. you have so many, it's much harder to trade yeah. them. But also you could just attach like eight of them yeah. with a big contract and get a star. Yeah, so. you, you could do Al Horford, or not Al Horford yeah. anymore, Kemba, Kemba. Walker <laughs> and six first for Bradley Beal. Like, if you want. Just do yeah. it. But um, so yeah, that's the second one. Third trade, this one is like really like did didn't think it. It's cool. I don't know. Let me just talk about it. It's a big trade though. Three three way trade. So oh, it starts these. off with the New Orleans Pelicans. Or it's with the Pelicans, the Pacers, and the Cavs are back in this one okay. because Colin Sexton is like probably gonna get traded this yep. offseason. So he's in a lot of these trades. The Pelicans are getting Miles Turner, Larry Nance. Colin Sexton and Kevin Love. Holy shit. That's a lot of guys. That's a lot. And three out of the four of those guys are on like larger contracts. And they're all pretty good. Kevin Love's on a huge contract. Larry Nance and Miles Turner are each making at least 15 mil a year. Sexton isn't because he's still on his rookie deal, but like Sexton and Turner are two really good players. Yeah. So like elite. Well, not l- elite. Let me get to the rest yeah. of it. Um Indiana Pacers, they are getting Steven Adams and the 10th overall pick. The 10th overall pick is coming from New Orleans. And they've only given up Miles Turner so far. They've given up only Miles Turner so So far. far. And then, and that's all they give up in this trade. So Indiana, like, for the 10th pick. That's pretty damn good. That's not, Turner for the 10th pick in this draft, that's a solid. That's not too bad. That's solid. And then Cleveland is getting Eric Bledsoe and Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram is in this trade. Obviously because, yeah, the Pelicans are getting a lot in this trade. So they have to give up something. Ingram, though, is just like, I don't know if that's a... I, I think I don't mind him and Zion next to each other, but I like all the pieces that New Orleans gets, though, in that trade. Like, I, I think Kevin Love is and Miles Turner are nice with Zion. Kevin Love would be a nice guy off the bench. Colin Sexton and, and Zion pick and roll would be mm-hmm. super nice. Larry Nance, a defensive-minded forward. So if this happens, does that mean, like, let's say, hypothetically, this trade went through, that means Lonzo Ball doesn't get re-signed, right? You probably um, leaves. You probably yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're not gonna have the money. Yeah, yeah they're split ways. They're with getting rid of. Ad, they're getting rid of. Actually, no. You're getting rid of Adams, Ingram, and Bledsoe's contracts. Oh, those are all those are all huge. pretty hefty. You probably still have a little bit of room. Cleveland, 100 percent do this trade. You're giving up Nance, Sexton, and Love for Ingram, pretty yeah. much. That's a, that's a great trade. So, sure, 100 percent doing that. You're taking on Bledsoe's contract, but it's only one that's or fine. two more years. Um, Indiana, I think, yeah, you could probably do this. It just depends on the Pelicans and Ingram, that situation. Yeah, it, it all depends on whether or not the Pelicans That one's like not that. bad, though. That's that trade, trade. That one's not bad. This one is kind of weird. It's just a two-team between Philly and Washington. Washington is getting Ben Simmons and George Hill in this trade. And Philly is getting Russell Westbrook and the 15th overall pick from Washington. So I, it just depends on Washington um, if they want to split ways with their duo of Westbrook and Beal. And then for Philly, getting Westbrook over Simmons, I mean, Westbrook was a guy who got traded for John Wall a year ago. And now for Ben Simmons, I feel like Ben Simmons is probably a still a better, more valuable asset than John Wall. Westbrook and And you're Embiid, getting the 15th pick. Westbrook and Embiid have beef, right? <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> like, I just forgot about that. Yeah. Like, they have beef. No, that doesn't work. They yeah, would. Th- those two would work. They would it work out. it out. They would work it but out. But like, but and 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 I think Ben Simmons to Washington makes sense to pair with Bradley Beal. However, I'm not sure. Russell I think Westbrook, Westbrook and Embiid would be okay. I think because I mean Westbrook and I'm like not, Stephen but, Adams were pretty good. Yeah, I'm not sure the value is there. Yeah. Is no. There yeah. Trade? I agree. I agree. That, that trade. That's the part. Yeah. Like the fit as far as like Westbrook and Embiid. I think that would be fine. And Simmons but the, and Beal. The trade itself. Like the the Phillies also getting the fifteenth pick plus Westbrook, so 
It just depends. I don't know. Yep. It's it's a weird trade, tough one. but that one's it's a weird idea, I guess. Um, Simmons has got to be in at least two more of these. Two trades. more trades. I don't think Simmons is in anymore. I think they just did two with him because I feel like they just don't want to do all yeah. of them with Simmons. Two more trades. Both of them are three team deals. The first one I'm gonna say is not that crazy. Um, this is Chicago, Brooklyn, and OKC. Okay. Chicago is getting Spencer Dinwiddie in a sign and trade. Brooklyn is getting Thaddeus Young and a second round pick from OKC in like twenty, like in the future. And then OKC is getting DeAndre Jordan and the twenty seventh overall pick from Brooklyn. So OKC is giving up a second round pick to take on DeAndre Jordan's contract and, and a get pick, a first round, which pick, is what they, which do is best. exactly what would happen. But, so I'll give them that. That's no, realistic. That, that's a perfect trade. But um, that trade should happen. This trade I don't mind one yeah, bit. No, I mean, I think Dinwiddie would trade. be nice for Chicago. I think if they try to get Lonzo and it doesn't work, I like that defensive minded um, forward. Yeah, for Brooklyn. Th- Thad Young Mike. is. I mean, it just depends on if they would trade DeAndre Jordan. Obviously, him and Kyrie and Durant yeah. are best friends, but. Jordan's making a bunch of money and doesn't even play anymore. I assume Blake and DeAndre are friends too. Yeah, probably. Blake, I would assume. Blake comes back. But uh, Thad Young to Brooklyn, I think, is a perfect yep. guy to play with the Nets. So yep. I like that trade. Me too. Last one is more of a bigger, crazy trade. So um, last one, this is with the Warriors, the Wizards, and the Rockets. So the Warriors are getting Bradley Beal and Avery Bradley. couple of Bradleys there. Wow. <laughs> Houston. <laughs> Or no, Washington gets the second overall pick from Houston and Andrew Wiggins. Oh, man, what is Houston Houston gets James Wiseman and then pick seven and pick 14 from the Warriors. So pretty Hmm. much Houston is giving up two and Avery Bradley for seven, 14, and Wiseman. Warriors are giving up Wiseman, seven, and 14, and Wiggins to get Beal. And the Wizards are giving up Beal and getting... The second pick and Wiggins. I don't know if I don't know if it's enough value for Beal. I mean, like you're gonna probably take Jalen Green with the second pick. Actually, you know, you probably take Mobley. Um, I think that works. I think that trade. Yeah, works. I guess that works. But I mean, yeah, getting the second overall pick, it it is a very valuable pick. But um, I don't think Houston would do this though. I, I Houston giving up the the second pick to fall to seven and fourteen. Obviously, you're getting Wiseman, but, but like. I don't Mobley's, think Houston Mobley's do that. Way better than Wise, right? right? And, yeah, but you, get, I mean, you do get two picks, but they're very later yeah, as well. Like you're not, not going to get a at least a right away star. superstar. Yeah, not the guy. I don't think Houston does that. Uh, the Warriors for sure. I think you yeah, do that. Um, you're giving so. up. That's kind of exactly what they're looking to give yeah, up. That, anyway, that's the goal so. for the Warriors. Um, this Warriors for sure. But like I said, I just don't see the Wizards trading Beal or Westbrook this offseason. I think that they are going to run it back next year with them too and try to. Why try their think? best. So, um, yeah, that's all of them, though. So those were interesting. I like reacting to those types of trades. So. Yeah, I hope the Wizards run it back next year. They 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 we'll rolling at the end of the year. We'll I see. I want to see it. So, um, also, David Fisdale is becoming an assistant coach for the Lakers. Shout out, David. And Jacques Him Ron and Braun are, like, really good friends. Yeah, so that's doesn't he always cool. tweet about No. They, I don't know. They, they've talked about yeah. each other before. I'm Jacques Vaughn is staying in Brooklyn. <laughs> Shout out Jacques Vaughn. He's got one of my favorite names in the NBA. I still don't know what he looks like or anything about him. Really, I just think he's got a cool name. He was a head coach for some team. He, I'm pretty I sure. think he's in rap songs. I feel like he's in a couple rap songs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Are we ready to hop into this yeah. mock though? All right, here's that for you. So, um, yeah, we're gonna go through each pick one through thirty. Every team. We didn't do any trades because it's uh, way too early. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely picks here that I don't think will be made, and we'll talk about that too. What we think trades could happen. 
So let's just hop right into this with the first overall pick in the high-tempo mock draft. I have the Detroit Pistons selecting Cade Cunningham, 6'8", guard out of Oklahoma State. Basketball. Um, There's been a lot of talks, especially in the past few days, about the Pistons wanting... They like Jalen Green. Yeah, Maybe they'll take him. Um, I seen a trade offer that was the Cavs giving up pick three, Colin Sexton, and their pick next year for pick one. That is like <laughs> I, I don't want to do it though. Don't like I said. The either, temptation's that's there, over, though. I do think that is like that's an overwhelming deal. Like that's, that's a that's overpaying. Yeah, that's a like like I said. I think they should decline all offers, even offers that are like you can't pass them up. I think you still pass him up. Yeah, I want Cade. I think you should just take the first overall pick. But I also saw one that was Houston giving up uh, pick two and Kevin Porter Jr. for pick one. Dude, it like, it's interesting, ins- but no, but no. <laughs> but you got to Kevin resi- Porter Jr. Resist. got traded for a second round pick. We got to resist temptation, even though it's there. But like, but that's, that's that's the thing too. It's not like the Cavs offered that. That's just yeah. like something I saw on Twitter. So but let me tell you, when I first saw that picture of Jalen Green in the Pistons jersey, and it said, you know, the Pistons are important, <laughs> I was like, no, please, no, yeah. like God, Kate, no. Like obviously, if you have the first pick, you're gonna listen to the offers. Like obviously, yeah, I, I'm fine to. with them listening to offers, and the offers are gonna be made. I mean, it's Cade Cunningham, but I think that they should just just let them blow by and take Cade. See, crazy enough, I don't even have Cade going number one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I've got Mobley. No. But could you imagine how the draft would shake up if we took Jalen Green? If, oh, Houston if, if would, we just took him at one, Houston would I would be, like, be huh? so upset. <laughs> oh, there'd be like, tears. You'd have to trade down to not yeah, take you Cade, have obviously. To. Um, I think that's the only pick here that is, like, going to so, happen. Yep. The rest is, like... There's a, a few guys for each pick, but... Again, if you would have told me nine months ago that we'd be sitting here doing our NBA mock draft and actually saying Pistons are going to draft Cade Cunningham, <laughs> I would have said... I've been waiting for this day, man. I would have flipped you off. I'm that getting so, so nervous mad. now, though. I When we got the first pick, I was so happy. Like, I'm let's go, we got like... Cade. Now it's just like, dude, I wish it was the draft night right yes. now because I'm just so scared that we're not going to take him and we're going to trade the pick. Like, I think that... I think Troy Weaver, I, I would be right? amazed if he didn't. Like, it's the perfect rebuild ends with Cade Cunningham coming to Detroit. Like, the perfect season. Yeah. That's how we complete it. It, it If he does anything else, it's it, it can be looked at as, uh, maybe. And I think Cade Cunningham's generational. I know you're not, like, you don't, I don't think, think he's, he's generational. Like, by what I mean by that, though, is, like, yeah, LeBron. I mean Zion, Anthony Davis, like, those type of guys. I think he's, like, a hair below those dudes. Yeah. Like, there's I think no doubt I think he can be the best player on a championship team. As far team. as, like... Top picks in the last five years. So he's number four. Anthony Edwards, Zion, DeAndre Ayton, Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons. Coming into the league. Coming into the league. He's three. He's three behind, I think, Simmons and and Zion. Zion. Yeah, yeah. So with, yeah, Fultz and whatever. But still, he's still like a great, that's kind of not really a good thing to compare it to, I guess, but. I think he's. I'm just I think hyped. he's gonna be nuts. Yeah. I really do. I just. I will like as soon as we figure out what number he's gonna have. I know I'm gonna wait for their city yeah, jerseys. Me too. By the way, my Sadiq Bay jersey has not come in yet, Did and I used off? my school email, like my Beale City oh, school email, tripping. so I can't check to see where it is. And it's been like ten days. And last tripping. time I ordered one, it came in in like four days. So NBA. I'm kind of yeah, or NBA store yeah. 
NBA shop. That's scary. I know. Like, and I, I checked my bank. Like, and yeah, it's hey, I, the I ordered it. Yeah, I ordered yeah. it. So I don't know. Maybe I, I put it. Maybe I sent it to the wrong place. Like, right? No, that could have happened. Some lucky Pistons fan <laughs> in Dearborn is <laughs> screaming right now. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I just wish I could check it. Yeah. Well, but they, they probably sent you a confirmation email. Well, yeah, they do. Duh, they no, did. No, I mean, like, well, then you got to click and be like, yeah, I ordered this. Yeah. Send it now. No, they don't do that. <laughs> All right, let's get to the second pick. I'll let you uh, say your picks, and then I'll talk about mine. So, second pick, Houston Rockets. Going with, I think, the obvious one here, Isaiah Mobley. Pair him up with Christian Wood. Isaiah Mobley. <laughs> That's his brother. <laughs> <laughs> Greg? What is his first name? Greg Evan. <laughs> Evan Mobley, <laughs> the Greg, Greg. That, that's the Brown. That that's the Brown yeah, yeah, brothers. Brown. Quotation marks. If, you, <laughs> if you're listening, uh, I've got Evan Mobley. Just makes sense. You pair him next to Christian Wood. He's, in my opinion, the second best prospect. Handles the ball like a guard. Shoots three. Best defender in the class, probably. Uh, I'd say no. He probably he is the best defender Mobley? in the class. Yeah, probably best like rim protector. He moves Blocking pretty shots. well. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's probably the the best defender though. There's guys yeah. that are quicker than him on the. And perimeter. it might be Cade, maybe. Just saying. But yeah, Mobley is like a super versatile player. Yeah. I mean, he's not just your traditional big. No, he's a he's much not better um big prospect than like Wiseman was last year. Um, I don't have Houston taking Mobley though. I think I do think Mobley. If I had to rank like my prospects, he would be my number two ranked prospect personally. But I have Houston picking Jalen Green at pick two from the G League, uh, 19 years old, wing player. Uh, all you hear when you hear about Jalen Green is that he is a scorer. I think that's what Houston is going to look for. I think that, um, I don't know, the, I think it's a almost a safer idea to go with Jalen Green as far as maybe Christian Wood and Evan Mobley don't fit. I think that they would be a great fit, but um, I could just see Houston going with a scorer. They had James Harden for a long time, and it, it worked, I guess. He became a star. They didn't win anything, but um, I just had them going with Jalen Green at pick two. I think it makes sense to start your rebuild with a scorer, in all honesty, and then work yeah. from your— because then you build around Yeah, once you him, find yeah. that score— But also getting a big like Evan Mobley is— <laughs> Pretty elite. You yeah. get a 7-1 rim protector who shoots threes and runs the floor like a guard. Yeah. That's pretty elite. Uh, pick three, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm assuming the Cavs make some offseason move here for Colin Sexton. They've been talking about it because you need, if Jalen Green is there at three, you have to take him. There's no other option. You have to take Jalen Green, and you don't want him playing behind somebody in his first year. Yeah. So I've got them taking Jalen Green. And you definitely can't play him and Garland and Sexton no, together. That's it's just, just that's the too, many, too much guard play at that point. Um, Bledsoe, Knight, and... And Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> they had Drogic, too. And Drogic. <laughs> they had four. That yeah. was, that's nuts. <laughs> um, I, and obviously, I have Cleveland going with Evan Mobley. Cleveland is just going to pick whoever Houston doesn't pick. Yeah. The top three, I think, is pretty set in stone. It's kind of just up to Houston which one they prefer. I have Cleveland getting Mobley. I think that is a dream come true for Cleveland if they end up getting Mobley. Him and Jarrett Allen, I think, oh my God. are definitely perfect. Just good be, luck like, scoring. Like him and Christian Wood, I think, are are going to be a good fit. But I think him and Evan Mo- or him and Jarrett Allen are, yeah, because they are going to be so elite defensively. Yeah. And imagine, oh, dude, imagine them running a pick and roll with Mobley, like, as the ball handler. You could. They would do that. I mean, yeah. at USC, him and Isaiah, his, him and the Mobley brothers, they would run pick and rolls together. Like, there's no reason. hard to stop that. Mobley is, like, unreal good. talented. Yeah. Like, he is Like, damn the Pistons good. should trade up to get the second pick somehow. Trade down. 
No, like they should oh. get first and second. Yeah, <laughs> we should. I agree. <laughs> they should also <laughs> they should also get the yeah. third while they're at it. Right. Uh, fourth pick, Toronto Raptors. There's a you know the Raptors are in a weird spot because there's talks about them maybe trading this pick because they are you know a team that is definitely capable of contending again next year and being a playoff team. What do you have? But obviously we don't do any trades. So who you got? Toronto. Whether we're doing trades or not, screw the trade, man. Jalen Suggs is here to replace Kyle Lowry. Let Kyle Lowry walk or trade him or do whatever. Get him out of there. Not that I don't like Kyle Lowry. Yeah. But let's let's get the new new face franchise point guard in there. Your new 14-year guy who's going to win you one title. Maybe more because I think Jalen Suggs has potential at his height of his career to be way better than Kyle Lowry. And I know you're a huge Kyle Lowry fan. But I still think NBA Jaylen, champion Kyle Lowry. Yeah, NBA, yeah. But I <laughs> need to put the title in front of his name. You're right. Uh, I think Jalen Suggs and Fred Van Vliet, huh? Yeah, I like that. Dirty. I think Suggs would be going into a great situation, obviously, in Toronto. Um, the Raptors are a great organization. They're going to be going. They didn't. You got to remember, they didn't play in Toronto this year. They played in Tampa. They're going to be back in Toronto next year, playing in front of their home crowd. Hype. Um, it's going to be hype. Yeah, playing in the six. Suggs, I think I I also have him going for. I think this is kind of like one of the more obvious picks. It's like, just so perfect. Yeah, uh, Suggs and Van Vliet are great together, and you still have OG on the wing, Siakam, Chris Boucher. Uh, there's more guys that I'm just am not naming right now, but Toronto definitely uh, could be a playoff team next yeah. year with Suggs here at four. There's no reason you can't take Suggs here and be in the same spot you'd be if you just kept Kyle Lowry. Yeah, or traded the pick with Kyle because the Raptors also were having injury problems all year last yeah. year, just and they kind of just started off the year not that good, and it was just like, all right, we might as well benefit from taking a year off, and then jumped. Yeah, like, what a, what a like, great situation! Yeah, exactly. Like they they definitely had a a good off season. Yeah, a good retool. Yeah, I guess for you sure. Call it number five, Orlando, Orlando Magic. Uh, here they're taking a forward, and there's two forwards I think that can go here. Uh, I went with the guy who's been, I mean, in top five since he was a high school kid. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga here, uh, freaky athletic big man who can't really, he's a forward who can't really shoot. He's more of yeah. a four. He definitely needs to become a better shooter. Yeah, he's got to learn at least somewhat of jump shot, but he shot them, which is a good sign. It's always a good sign when you see a player shooting threes. Uh, but I've got them taking Kaminga here. Yeah, I have Kaminga at five as well. Um, a lot of people forget that Jonathan Kaminga is only 18 years old. He reclassified. He was in the class below pretty much all these guys that were freshmen. Last year, he played in the G League as well as an 18-year-old. I mean, that is he plays against grown men. The G, I do think the G League play is super underrated. I think that that is a, a I think it might show at least mm-hmm. this year, we'll like better how big of an impact year. it made. Yep. Um, and Orlando, I think you just go with the project guy. Orlando is not made or expected to do anything in the next few years. I think you go with the youngest guy, a guy that has great upside. Super good attacking the rim, very versatile defender. I think he, like we said, he just needs to become a shooter. But he did shoot threes. I mean, yeah. I think he only shot like twenty percent from three. Twenty six, yeah, or something which is like not that. good, but it's still he, yep. he still is a, a great. Them. He has a very high upside. Yep. So, um, I also have Kaminga at five. Oklahoma City at six. One of their three first round picks. They can do a lot with this pick. They can go wherever they want. I've got them taking the other forward that some people have Orlando taking, and that's Scotty Barnes, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, big forward. He shoots better than Kaminga. He's probably a better wing defender than Kaminga. I would say he's, yeah, I would say he's all around better perimeter defender. Yeah. He might be an all around better he's player very, right now. He's a very good defender. He might be an all around better player yeah, right, this, I agree. right this minute. 
Uh, but Kaminga's upside is where it goes. But Scotty Barnes can come into OKC right now next to Shea, Lou Dort, and Scotty. Again, good luck scoring on those mm, three, dude. Yeah. Like that those three, that's great defenders all around. And Kemba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a great defender. Um, yeah, I also have Scotty Barnes going here at six. I've seen a few mocks where he goes five. He's been having a really good combine so far, so he's kind of a guy that has been rising. That's something that we're going to notice, too. The combine is going to benefit a lot of guys and their pro days and everything. But Scotty Barnes, the thing that I think makes him so special is he played point guard last year for Florida State at 6'9". So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's not going to play point guard for OKC, but he just it's just show that he is a combo player. He can play with the ball in his hands. He can play off ball. He definitely is another guy that is going to have to become a better shooter, but a great perimeter defender. Pretty good playmaker for his size, and I think that he is going to be a pretty good player. I think he'll be in the league for a long yeah. time. Uh, mm-hmm. Number seven. Florida State just producing top ten picks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is this like their Patrick third Williams year? Williams and Devin Vassell last year, both top ten. Yeah, and then Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac. There's a few other guys, too. Is John just, Isaac top ten? Yeah, he was like fifth or sixth. He so. was Orlando, too. So him and our, Scotty Barnes and Jonathan Isaac, they, Florida State boys. Big Florida State fans in Orlando. <laughs> it makes sense. Oh, yeah. Uh, number seven, Golden State Warriors. This one's weird because they're probably not theoretically be here. They're probably trading this. However, let's talk. Okay, before we talk about that, actually, let's talk about a possible trade. There was a talk about Pascal Siakam trade. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons. Um, I like the Siakam fit with the Warriors. If they were to package 7-14 and 14 and Wiggins, I don't even think you have to give up Wiseman. Hell no. For Siakam, eh, maybe, actually, I don't know. Depends on how high Toronto values him because Toronto definitely is in a spot to contend next year. So do or you, rebuild. Do you even want to split part ways with Siakam? Um, Their but, decision-making comes this offseason. Yeah, Golden Raptors. State definitely has a lot of options. Imagine if Toronto, though, did that and they had 4, 7, and 14. Now, and getting, somehow you do get Wiseman in that trade. That'd be pretty nuts. You, you, you're having you a pretty good uh, start to your I, rebuild. You actually, yeah, you might do that if you're Toronto. And that's the thing. They, they have two ways. You can either say, okay, we need to contend in two years. Or let's just start a rebuild. Let's take Suggs. Mm-hmm. Let's keep Freddie as our vet, and then let's go. Low-key, too, I feel like Golden State, if they don't find a move to make, it's kind of like a disappointment. Like, mm-hmm. I think they should make a move. I was kind of thinking about the future, you know, with them, but I think it is you got to build right now while yep. Clay and Dre and, and Curry are still are still good players. Um, And they last year they did the same thing. They were looking for a trade at two, and it ended up – they kind of just had to pick a guy. Yeah, I hope it doesn't have to go like that this yeah. year. Yeah, and for that reason, I think at this point you take best available. You're in the spot to win the NBA title next year. You take best available, and that, in my opinion, it's the guy who balled out the entire March Madness tournament. Surprised not all of us because you loved him all year. Yeah, Davion Mitchell, he is elite. Uh, from the combine, it's not been looking good for him just because he's way smaller than mm-hmm. everybody thought he was. Uh, but you, talent is talent. You know, sometimes looking at Davion Mitchell, I'm not sure his size is going to affect him that much. Yeah, I think this is another one of those picks that is kind of obvious if it's here. Um, I also have Davion Mitchell going at seven. I was trying to think of something to be different, but it's just it doesn't make sense. If mm-hmm. Davion Mitchell's here at seven, I think he fits perfectly with the Warriors. He can come in, doesn't have to start. Maybe he can come off the bench, but you can definitely play him and Clay and Curry together. Plays great defense, is going to facilitate pretty well. Um, is a pretty good shooter. I mean, at the NBA, and he's going to the Warriors, so 
I think that they will do a decent job of making him a good shooter. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's um, gonna yeah, be he's more only. Open I mean, he's ever. 22, so he would definitely be the oldest player drafted so far. But he is also, like we said, he's going to be a guy that's going to come in and play big minutes for your team right away. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, when you're playing for the Warriors. You will be more open than you ever have been in your yeah. whole life playing <laughs> you, next to you Steph have Steph Curry, Curry on the and Clay. You'll have nine feet of space. I just hope Clay comes back and is good. Is good because yeah. I do have a fear that he's going to come back and just like I mean he'll still be go good, through the motions, but he'll just be like yeah exactly like yep. just kind of another guy out there. I hope he comes back and is still an elite defender, twenty plus. Like, will he average over twenty a game next year? I, it's it's a it's an interesting thought. The I hope th- so. The thing is, you know, does he just become you know not as bad, not like old ancient Ray Allen, but you know the Ray Allen past his prime. I don't want to see that. I hope not. Clay was in the middle of his prime, like he was balling. So I'm I'm really I'm so excited to just watch Warriors Same. basketball next year. Number eight, Pick Orlando, eight Orlando Magic again. Uh, I I hope they keep all their picks, but there's no reason they can't trade one. Yeah, but, but they're they in the middle of their rebuild. Uh, I've got them taking the. Hyper athletic, uber jumper, <laughs> Keon Johnson, wing forward or wing guard kind of. Or, yeah, you know, he's wing more forward. of a guard, I would say. Uh, just combine record, forty eight inch vertical. A couple other guys have done it, so I think he just tied the, yeah. tied the combine record. But freaky athletic, just Terrence Ross two point <laughs> I don't think he can shoot threes as well. Not really that well, but yeah, not a, that's that's a lot of big things with. Guys just coming in as rookies. They're obviously not just going to be elite shooters. There obviously is a few guys that are, but I have them going with Keon Johnson here as well. We actually have had a pretty similar yeah, mock so far. Yeah, it's actually odd. I didn't um, expect that. Keon Johnson was a guy that in this year in college, I loved watching him at Tennessee this year because he just was so – he hustles on defense mm-hmm. like no other. Great prim- – a lot of these guys are really good defenders, honestly, which is super nice to see. Um, but, yeah, he's a bigger guard at 6'5", can play the one or the two. I think that him with Scotty Barnes is a nice fit. You can play him and Markel Fultz together next year. Um, I like Keon Johnson here at eight for Sacramento or for Orlando. Yep. <laughs> Read an article about him. Do you know he didn't start playing basketball full time till high school? Really? Yeah. Huh? You're gonna be a top Wish ten. I can be like that. You're gonna be a top ten draft pick, and you started full time in high school. I started when I was three years old. Yeah, I started playing in fifth grade. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even get. To- <laughs> uh, number nine, Sacramento Kings. This is an interesting one. Uh, but again, I you know after looking at it, uh, I had a long conversation. I'll say I've got them taking Franz Wagner here at number nine, and talking to a bunch of other guys, Barry Hill and Willie. I was mentioning how I don't think Franz deserves to even go top ten. You know, I don't think he fits very well. I'm not sure how insane of a player he'll be just on like potential based. I obviously think he'll be a good NBA player, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he's top 10 NBA pick worthy, but you talk about best off ball players. Franz has got to be up there yeah. cutting, shooting, facilitating when he has the ball. He obviously he's going to be a great defender. He's going to be the probably your best wing defender on the court at all times. And he did that all attacking the hoop. Didn't have the ball all the time, or very rarely it felt like he had the ball. I mean, he would have games where he would score 20, and he'd have games where he'd score four, but with shooting shooting three shots. And, and yeah, he's not a guy that demands the ball. Playing Um, next to De'Aaron Fox, who does. mm -hmm. And Tyrese Halliburton, too. Mm -hmm. Sacramento is in a weirder spot because... At nine, I think that drafting a big would be like more beneficial for them, but there's not really many Mm-mm. bigs until like middle of the first round that like it would be a stretch to take one. Would it surprise me if they jump on a Sengen or one of these guys? No. 
But the Kings are also in a weird spot because they are under so much pressure to make the playoffs because they haven't in like 20 years. So it's it's weird because and they're (laughs) so like, do you take a project player here or do you just go best available? I actually also have them taking Franz Wagner. I think which is kind of a mix, and I think it is the yeah, I think it is a mix. I but like you said, I think he is a great fit for the Kings' current team Um, because you have. Uh, De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, like you said, are going to demand the ball. Franz Wagner can play off ball. He fits well with them because he's going to be a good defender. He's bigger. He's athletic. As long as we can get his jump shot looking better and not airballing late in the game. <laughs> I'm just messing around. I like Franz. <laughs> I'm just messing around. I like Franz. Like, I actually have... Uh, well, he wasn't going to douche. And the thing is, you just look at his jump from his freshman to sophomore year you it's you it's see it. very clear that he is a capable of improving his game mm-hmm. so and with an nba team nba staff i think it can he can take it to the next level he's 19 still he was played 2 years in college and he's still 19 he's very young and he just has a great nba frame so yep. I have him at nine as well i assume we have the same number 10 i think it's the most obvious pick in the whole draft uh, number 10 to the New Orleans Pelicans. They were 25th in three-point shooting last year. What do you think they take? What a perfect player to stick next <laughs> to Zion Williamson. Corey freaking Kispert, the best shooter college basketball has seen since Trey Young. I'm, I'm throwing that out there. I don't actually know. <laughs> no, he's definitely one. better than Trey Young was. Trey Young just chucked up wild shots in college. Buddy Hill. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe McDermott. Yeah, oh, Dougie was cold. But Kisper is that yeah. dude when it comes to shooting the basketball. Sticking but him he next does a to lot Zion. more. He does a lot yeah. more than shooting the ball, too. I think he's, I mean, he's definitely, the. he's 22. He's very old, but it yeah. don't matter. He is a great all-around player. He does play clamps on defense. He can run the pick and roll on offense. Um, he might not play clamps in the NBA right away, but he's just going to be a 3 and D player. He's. I think he's going to be, has a higher ceiling than just like, your typical shooter like Duncan Robinson or J.J. Redick, a guy like that. I think he has more – he definitely has a higher ceiling than being just a shooter. Oh, and there's no reason he can't come into the NBA right now next year and average 15 points a game off jump shots alone. Uh, And that's huge. To have a player like that where you don't don't have to design an offense around Corey Kispert. If if you have to, then that's okay because that means everybody else is open. If you're designing an offense around him, that means everybody else is open. Uh, Corey Kispert, New Orleans, just makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. My number 10 pick, I actually do not have the what? Pelicans taking Corey Kispert. Um, I have them taking James Booknight out of UConn. Okay. I think that if I was ranking just my top 10 prospects, Booknight does not fall to 10. I think he is higher than a few of these guys, but I just don't think that these other teams are in the right situation to draft a guy like Book Knight. Book Knight is just, he's kind of like a budget Jalen Green. Yep, he just score. gets absolute buckets, but he is a, he definitely is a better three-point shooter than Jalen Green is. I mean, he did you see his combine numbers? Mm-hmm. He was going off in the combine hitting threes. He's a guy that a team definitely could reach for. There's a lot of guys that I think could definitely get drafted a lot higher My than nice I have guys are predicted. And, um, but Book Knight, I think if he's there at 10 for the Pelicans, him and Zion, I think, would be a nice fit. I do think that Kisper is very obvious pick for the Pelicans, but if Book Knight does fall to 10, I think New Orleans goes with him because he is just a flat-out dog on the offensive side of the ball. And I like Book Knight. Book Knight was fun to Like, watch. he was a guy that I, if the Pistons fell in the draft, like, like, mainly not, like, at the end of the year, but if they ended up getting, like, the seventh pick or something again, I would have wanted them to take yep. James Book Knight. Yeah, he could, he could come in next year. And, and if they want to make a trade somehow to get, like, the eighth pick, 
then do it. Take Book Knight. (laughs) Number 11, Charlotte Hornets. Won the NBA draft last year with drafting LaMelo Ball, Rookie of the Year. This year, uh, they were good. So their pick obviously dropped to 11. Uh, but I am very excited because I hope they can fill their big man issue. I want to see a big man there. Uh, and I have them reaching. It's probably a reach for Isaiah Jackson. Isaiah Jackson, one of the most athletic fives in this class. He can play four too. Pairing him yeah. next to he'll probably be a five though in the league. Yeah, just be well, and also if he he's plays an for ability this to team. shoot too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you, him and Lamelo Ball in a pick and roll? I think that works. I mean, he just yam on everybody. I mean, he's like just a freak. He is a yeah. He is a lob threat, a hundred percent. Great shot blocker. Yes. He blocked like three and a half. He had like three and a half blocks a game at Kentucky this year. I wish I, he would have played at MSU. Man. Yeah, and I I wish he would have <laughs> stayed in Michigan or local. I wish I would have gotten. He played. More he games. played in Michigan his senior year. No, I meant like big time. Oh, like I get college. What you mean, yeah, because uh, I would have loved to watch him. I was a fan of him since he was like mm-hmm. a sophomore in high oh, school. Oh yeah, he was always like a state lock, like his entire high school career. And boom, and then a, went to Kentucky. Did he not commit to state? No, he never did. Oh, I thought he did. But it was just bit. like, and then he played with Rocket Watts at Spired, and, and it was, it was like, like oh, it was perfect. written on the wall, like, but. I love Isaiah Jackson. Yeah, I think I, I think he is the him. next big. I don't have him at eleven, but I think he's the first big taken off the board, like other than Mobley, obviously. Mm-hmm. But because like like we said, Mobley is in the top three, and then there's not another big for a minute. It's yeah. a lot of wings and guards. Mm-hmm. Um, Who do you got him taking? Number eleven. This is where I have Kispert going. Okay. I think that Kispert doesn't fall oh past God, that. Dude. And Ooh. Kispert with Lamelo. <laughs> I mean, the, I could, like you I could like damn near Kispert. Say on the, I mean, yeah, you could, but like. Kispert, I think, just would be so nice for Hornets. I do think that a big would be more beneficial for them, but they could also just go spend some money on, on one. I mean, they or still just have, get Tyler Zeller like, or Cody could Zeller. Could you imagine a starting lineup next year of Lamelo Ball? Let's just say they take Terry Rozier off the bench. So you have Lamelo Ball, Kispert, Gordon Hayward, Miles Bridges, and whoever you run at center. And then your bench is still nice with PJ Washington, Terry Rozier, Vontae. I feel like they might try to move, move. Vontae uh, yep. this off season, but the Hornets definitely are going to be a playoff contender next year. Or I mean, not a playoff contender. Is that, is that the right term? Like yeah, a, te- a team to maybe make the playoffs. Like a yeah. playing team. Yeah. Look, a playing team lock. They're not a lock, but they could they probably be. are a lock to the play in top 10. I would think. Yeah, I would think. Number 12, San Antonio. San Antonio is a team that I love. Uh, they love their foreign players. And this <laughs> is where I've got them taking Alperen Sengun. I don't know how to say it. I think it's Sengun. I think Sengen. that's how you say it. I'm uh, pretty sure. That's what it said on basketball reference. 18 years old, won the MVP of the Turkish League. I don't know how comp that league is, but, like, you're 18 years old playing against grown men, winning the MVPs, you're legit. And the Spurs love foreigners. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> their greatest players ever, other than, I guess, no, David Robinson and Tim Duncan. Both, <laughs> both not foreigners, but Tony Parker, Ginobili. Isn't Tim Duncan uh, Hawaii? Hawaii? Yeah. yeah, or Bahamas? One like, of the two, I think. I think, I think it is Hawaii. Hawaii. I think it is. I mean, that's still American. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's American. I get what you're saying, though, yeah. Um, they're known for their foreign guys. I, mean, I like Sengen, though. I, I, him and uh, Josh Giddy and Garuba, they're like the big-time like yep. uh, foreign players in this draft. I had to do a good amount of research on him because I, I didn't know a lot. I knew a decent amount about Giddy just because he's kind of been talked about for a while. But he's 6'8". Um, Sengen, I had to do a little research on. I don't have him getting picked here at 12, but he's just a super good offensive big. Yeah. And his, his rim protection and defense is kind of his main concern. Um, if Greg Popovich is still the coach next year, he, that is the perfect team for him to go to because Greg Popovich is the best defensive coach ever. So um, 
I like Sengen going to the Spurs. I honestly kind of feel like I wish I would have done that because that's I like that. It just lot. makes the most. I mean, Tiago Splitter, Boris Diaw, Tony Parker, yeah. Monty. But I mean, Ginobili. he's got a great offensive game. I mean, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna score the ball well, and, and he passes really well. Yeah, he mm-hmm. passes out yeah, of the post definitely. damn well. Um, he's European. They all yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing with these. It's just hard to judge these foreign players so because hard. they're all in different leagues, and we don't with especially with Luca. That's kind of the. These foreign players were always like, okay, we they're probably not going to be as good in the NBA as they were in the Euro League and stuff. But ever since Luca happened, it just is so like we don't know. Yeah, this, this dude, dude could be nuts. Like, <laughs> this could be Luca. Yeah, like you have no. I mean, winning if you're that young playing against grown men, like you clearly got skill. Yeah, like you do. So um, for me, at pick twelve, San Antonio, they're in a weird spot. I think they should commit to a full rebuild. Let Demar Derozan walk this mm-hmm, off season, please. Um. And I have them kind of replacing DeRozan, I guess, taking a forward that has a, he's a question mark player this year, a guy that used to be a top pick in mocks um, before he, he his college season, and it's Jalen Johnson out of Duke. Mm. Um, Jalen Johnson is a guy that has definitely fallen in drafts. He opted out late in the year for Duke. But he's, I mean, he's just a very, like, NBA-type player. His, he is a very versatile player, 6'9 forward that has guard-like skills. He can handle the ball well. One of the best transition players in all of college basketball last year. Um, he's going to play pretty solid defense. Not a very good shooter, but he just has a lot of question marks with his game because of his motor at Duke and everything, his attitude. When I watched Popovich him, is a good guy for him to go to, though. When I watched him in college... I felt like at some points he was too big for college basketball. Like he was, he was a six nine forward because who, he didn't play like a, he, he, a big man. All yeah, he yeah. dribbles the ball like a guard, and it's pretty hard to, when you're guard, being guarded by six six dudes to dribble the ball how you mm-hmm. want when you're six nine. Yeah, like it's not easy. They're so, just gonna be quicker than you. Yeah. At some point, I was like, I think he might be too big. But transition dunking. He's gonna be a great. He has a great type of play, build. like a build for the NBA. It's just can he. Can yep. it translate? Super intriguing we'll prospect. Mm-hmm. Super I know. Excited I, I'm to excited to see how he does. Me as too. Well. I've got him dropping quite a bit though. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he's a dude. He's a dude that a team could reach for, yeah, or, or a guy that could fall. drop into the 20s. Like yep. definitely. Uh, 13, Indiana. One of both of our favorite players in this draft, James Books. James Book Knight. Damn, bringing off the bench. To 13. That would be nice. Yeah, and think about that Pacers. Karis LeVert, Brogdon, and Book Knight. You're fixing every any scoring problem and you ever TJ had. And TJ Warren still. Oh my <laughs> word. And TJ McConnell. Well, Indiana probably <laughs> Indiana will probably make some moves this offseason. You have to. But yeah. I love Book Knight and in Indiana. New head coach, best best offensive coach in the league for the past four years. Actually, Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, but it? a top offensive yeah, coach. Yeah. Carlisle is one of them. Um, for me, Indiana at 13, like I said, I think that they're a team that is going to make some big moves this offseason if I just had to take a guess. I have a feeling that Brogdon gets moved, so I have them taking their replacement at guard, and it is a foreign player, Josh Giddy uh, from Australia, 6'8 point guard. Um, is He's only 18 years old, so he is just a pretty much what I have read about him is he is a project player. He's mm-hmm. a guy that just has... People think he has a lot of potential to be a great player in this league. I mean, if you're 18 and a 6'8 point guard playing overseas. Teams are definitely going to be intrigued by that. Um he's a but the thing is he doesn't like he's not really good at one thing, yeah. but he doesn't suck at anything either. He's like a solid player. He's a pretty good facilitator. He'll shoot the ball decently, 
Defensively, it's pretty hard to be a bad defender at 6'8", playing guard. So you're at least going to be decent at defense. I think. Um, I don't know as far as him, like, his strength-wise attacking the hoop. I don't know if that is quite NBA-ready. But this is a guy that I could 1,000% see get picked in the top 10 just because of his potential. I think these are the type of guys that you should be more afraid of than a guy who is more of a one-trick pony. The guys who are just good at or decent at everything, everything, those dudes scare me. Because you can can make them good at everything. As long as they have the tools to be at least decent, you can make them go from decent to great. But, like, at the same time, I'd rather have, like, a crazy good three-point shooter right away. Oh, I get what you're saying. build everything else. I don't know. I feel like I would rather have, I feel like, eh, I I can see what you're saying. I I like the, I would much rather have the one-trick pony. Rather than but the guy who's just also, decent. Uh, him just being a 6'8 yeah. point guard it makes him great at one thing. Yeah. Just being Size. big. Yeah. <laughs> Size. Um, this is going to be a long podcast, just so you know. We're already an hour <laughs> in. So if you're still listening, you're awesome. <laughs> you you are awesome. <laughs> Last pick of the lottery here, Golden State. Golden State taking Chris Duarte out really? of Oregon. Big time forward. Uh, plays defense really well. And just, I think he works more than anything for yeah. Golden State. I think he's the oldest player uh, in the expected to go in the first round. He's like almost. Hashtag win now. I think he's almost 24. He'll be 24 by the time the draft starts, which is pretty old. But yeah, Duarte is super good. I have him going a lot later strictly because of his mm. age. But he is definitely like. I more. think if he goes up, it'll only for a win now. Team, yeah, I, I like agree. the Warriors. And that's the thing. They probably won't be picking yeah. him at 14. But yeah, Duarte would be nice for them just because he, he's a great shooter. He was a. He was um all like the, on the third team this year for national. I forget what they call that, yeah, but the he was eight, on the yeah he was on the third team, pretty much all NBA third team, all college, all college. third team, pretty much. Um, yeah, he was super good at Oregon. For me at Golden State, this is where I have Isaiah Jackson going. I think he is Ooh. the I think he is the best uh big other than Evan Mobley, like we talked about. Isaiah Jackson is pretty much gonna be just like Kevon Looney. I feel like for them, like. Be a pretty good player. Him next to Draymond, you know, is the the shooting really isn't there, but he just is a great rim protecting center and lob threat for the Warriors. That and I think he'd be great in pick and rolls with Steph Curry. So and I think you just go with a big here since you I do have them taking Davion Mitchell at seven. So where the hell is Kevon Looney? He's still on the Warriors. Really? He just had he had injury problems all this year. Oh, yeah. I, saying, I haven't heard that's a name. Actually, I heard in a he minute. just had a the reason why I said that was because recently they picked up his team option or whatever for this oh, okay. year. So that makes sense. I saw it on Twitter. So that's a that's a great team option to pick yeah. up. <laughs> it's like only like five million dollars. Yeah, too. that's a steal. <laughs> Fifteen Washington. This is another one where I think it's uh, this is a per- Washington's uh, in a weird spot with this pick though. But this is a move that I think fits whatever they want to do, whether it's rebuild. Or win now, yeah. I think it works. If you take Moses Moody here, defender, really good player. Mm-hmm. I loved watching Moses Moody play this year. Scrappy as all hell, yeah. all over the and floor. And he's six. I think he's six six, mm-hmm. but he feels like he is he's, a lot bigger. Like he is really long. He'll guard up, and he's big. Like he mm-hmm. is. He he is a strength. Has he's muscular. Him, That's the word I'm looking for. If they for. keep Russell Westbrook, him and Russell would be all over the floor. Sprinting, a yeah. nonstop sprinting, 35 minutes a game. And Moody's only 18 years mm-hmm. old, too. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Rebuild or win now, That's, I think yeah, he fits. Exactly. Um, For me at Washington, 15, I have them going with a big here. I didn't know what kind of big to go with because I feel like the big that plays defense and 
is not going to do much on offense. It's kind of the move because he fits Russell Westbrook and Beal better. But they also have Daniel Gafford, who he kind of is, is that, that guy. So I have them going with Alperin Sengen here. I'm taking the route of them going towards more of a rebuild. Sengen definitely fits the rebuild mode. I think that if Sengen falls to OKC at 16, he 1,000% goes at 16 because he's the perfect guy for OKC mm-hmm. right now. So that's why I have Washington snagging him at 15. Uh, next pick. Can we move on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. OKC in the next pick. This is a guy that I like. I watched, I was watching film on because I didn't really know who he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got them taking Kai Jones out of Texas. Talk about He feet. is a freak. Yeah, he's... His feet move, <laughs> and he will absolutely poster well. dudes and clamp people. Yeah, like lock him up and Isaiah guards. Jacksons are very or and Isaiah Jackson are very similar players. The new era of basketball requires a big man who can switch. Uh, there are some instances where we saw in the playoffs, you Jokic can't switch. It was an issue. Some mm-hmm. somebody's got to come up with a new scheme so that you don't have to switch and you can still keep a big like that in the game. Just draft a dude who has fast feet. Yeah. Take Kai Jones, who can switch everything with you. I love Kai Jones. Instantly going to be a fan of him in the NBA. Can't wait to watch. I like him. Kai Jones. He used to, uh, he used to play for Brewster Academy back when he was in high school. That was like my the AU team that I loved watching. Said you know, J- remember Jalen the Q? Yep. He was like my favorite player yeah, he, when I was yeah, in high school. Yeah, because he was baby Westbrook. Yeah. yeah, like he was so. And Terrence Clark was on that team. Yep. R.I.P. Terrence Clark. Um, but Kai Jones was on that team as well. So that I, I've been watching him since high school. I don't have him going here at 16. I haven't fallen just a little bit. But, um, yeah, Kai Jones, I think the only reason I don't have him going here is because he's a year older than all these other bigs. He's 20. And that t- is pretty valuable to NBA front offices ages. So Especially now. Yeah. It used to not be like this, but now mm-hmm. it's pretty rare that you see a player. I mean, we probably have four players, five players who are 22 and older being drafted. Yeah. I would guess. Most I'm, of these guys are less than 20. Like, yeah. there's not a lot of them. Which is crazy. Yeah, I know. Um, 16 for me, OKC. I think they go project player just because they are in obviously not in any situation that contend. I have them going with Usman Garuba from Spain. Played for Real Madrid. Uh, 19 years old. He's a 6'8", big, but he's more of a power forward. Um, he will kind of stretch the floor, but he's more of just a like great defensive player. He's kind of... Like a Kai Jones, not as big, but he would he's he can guard one through five. Great defender, um, athletic. He'll attack the rim well. Just his shooting is he doesn't really stretch the floor that well, which as an undersized big is kind of a question Scary. mark. But I have OKC going with him because, like I said, he is a project player. I actually have him falling because of that reason. Mm-hmm. Like I have the fear of like, eh, you're six eight, big. You you can't really shoot the ball. That's pretty scary. Yeah. Coming but right you could league. just be like the next Montrez Harrell. So yeah. I uh, never know. Memphis, I've got them going with a guy who was awful this year. <laughs> Absolutely garbage at Stanford. Zaire Williams. Uh, he was a guy who at one point was a top 10 pick in this draft. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. He's not there anymore. Top like he's five not, recruit in his class. He's yeah. not even in the question. He after was season. really bad. Yeah. Like he was awful. But a guy like that who was once a top five player drops to you at 17. It's hard to pass up. And he's also six, like nine or ten yeah. as well. And, and with and he's the longest dude ever yeah. you ever see. <laughs> Pause. Pause. <laughs> you get what I mean though, yeah. I feel like I don't know about like Zaire Williams, I have him falling a little bit longer just because I feel like he is for sure a project mm-hmm. guy. And Memphis, I feel like it's more trying to move to that contending spot. But 
I still like Zaire Williams. Like, I think he definitely still has potential to be a good player. Yeah, he's you don't give up on him yet. Yeah, exactly. So. For me at 17, I have Memphis taking a guy that we just talked about, Moses Moody. Um, oh, I literally, when I wrote down stuff about Moses Moody, I wrote long, aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> the, like, literally, like, he is just a, he is a very good player, and he has taxed the rim very well. He kind of struggled in the tournament for Arkansas. Arkansas was, they went far in the tournament, but they were kind of led by their older players. Like I said, he's only 18 years old, so in college, it's not going to translate as much. He's not just going to be the stud for his team like mm-hmm. Cade Cunningham was, but... Uh, Moody's upside is super high, so yep. I have him going at 17. He's uh, a guy, too, that I could see a team reaching for just because of his young age and his frame. Yeah, he's got he's got a perfect NBA build, and it's just his motor. Mm-hmm. I mean, his motor has driven him farther than I think his skill has. He's a combine guy, too. He's a guy that the combine could benefit him mm-hmm. big time. 18, Oklahoma City, picking here again. And all honestly, looking at this now, I should have my 18th pick and 16th pick switched. For OKC, who you have? You had him, Kai Jones, yeah. At 16, and I've yeah. got Josh Giddy here at eighteen, oh, okay. uh, project player. But you'd probably take him before. That would be yeah. If Kai OKC, Jones. if any of those four, if Sengen yeah. or Giddy falls to them, like they are taking him yeah. right away. Think about what we were Cole just Kisevsky talking about last year. Think about what we were just talking about. Oh, they're talking about trade and Shea because they won't want to extend their <laughs> rebuild. Just draft guys that are going to take a while to be good. Josh Giddy. Giddy and Shea, like that would be nice. It'd be Cause, nice because that's the thing. Do you want to play Shea at point guard or shooting guard for the rest of the time? Because like Teo Maladon has like been a, had a decent rookie year, but Ludor, he's more. Is he a two or three? It doesn't really yep. matter. But um, I have OKC going with a point guard, but Giddy is off the board. I haven't taken Sharif Cooper out of Auburn. I think that they just try it out. You might as well see. Let's play Shea at the two and try to run another point guard. I mean, they still have Kemba Walker, but we'll see what happens with that. Sharif Cooper, though, is just an absolute great point offensive mm-hmm. point guard. I mean, he is not only – he's like kind of like Trey Young, honestly. Not obviously on a less level, but scores the ball really well, passes the ball really well. Probably the best pick-and-roll guard um, other than maybe Jalen Suggs One in this class, I would say. One of the best mid-range scorers yeah. in this class. I mean, he's just an all-around great scorer. He is small. He's only six foot one. He's 19 years old, though. Has a kind of some off-the-court issues. He had gotten into some trouble at Auburn this year. He missed, like, the first half of the season. But when he came back, played really well. I think that he is a good fit for Oklahoma City. I think a lot of guys are, but I like him going over. Yeah, I can't think of many players. Unless you unless pick, you're like, just an older player. Yeah, unless like, you're it old doesn't as make hell. sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 19, New York Knicks. Bring the big name to New York. Bring him. Bring the 6'9 forward from Duke, Jalen Johnson. Ooh, 6'10. yeah, I forgot you had him falling. I think they would definitely go on oh, him, yeah. easily. He fits New York. He is New York. I mean, he <laughs> quit on his college basketball team. Uh, but then you ha- okay, but then you have a, a group of forwards of Randall, Toppin, and Jalen Johnson. Do it, dude. <laughs> Run him at the three. Because think about it. Toppin, like, struggled to get minutes just because of how good Randall is. So now you have to try and squeeze in another guy, too. You have to That's try tough. and squeeze him in at the three, which is hard because he can't shoot. Yeah. So it, it would be difficult, yeah. but like it's a big name. Mm-hmm. It's hard to pass. And up the Knicks have two first round picks too. Yeah. So it just depends. Um, yeah, I think the Knicks at, uh, with one of, they have 19 and 21. They definitely will probably go point guard with one of them. I don't have them going with one at 19 though, because Kai Jones falls to me at 19. So I have Kai Jones going at 19 to the Knicks. It's it. The whole Mitchell Robinson situation is weird. Cause he missed the whole second half of the season when the Knicks kind of started to play really well. So I don't know if they look to move him maybe. Obviously, the Dame Lillard talk is for the Knicks is still there, so maybe they don't even have these picks. But Kai Jones falling to 19 for me. I think the Knicks 
snag him up, and he is a great. Mm. He immediately gets put into their rotation. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if Taj Gibson doesn't come back, Nerlens Noel might not come back. I think he replaces those guys pretty well. My number twenty, the Atlanta Hawks competing for a national. NBA title. (laughs) (laughs) A world championship, man. World champion. NBA finals appearance. What they're competing for right now. Let's get a backup point guard. Let's get somebody right now who can come in and win. Jared Butler, the other guy. I love Jared Butler behind Trey Young. <laughs> I think it is perfect. I think that I think I have the same pick. I think that is like like I said, there's like three or four like picks that just make absolute sense. Of course, two of them are with the two Baylor guys. Uh, I think this makes perfect sense. Atlanta, I don't think that they like need anything, need anything else either. <laughs> like I think like it's just a hassle to put it. In. If they get another wing, it's like all right, now we have to try to find minutes for him when we struggle to find minutes for Cam Reddish, and who was really good. We draft a big man. Now we have to find minutes for him, and we have a Kongwu and Capella still, and John Collins, and but they don't really have a backup point guard. Like Chris Dunn is that guy, but. You can afford to take Jared Butler here. I think yeah. the craziest part about Butler is he was a junior at Baylor. He's only 20 years old. I mean, he is he's two years young. I mean, he's probably not two whole years younger than Davion Mitchell, but he's only 20, and he he was most outstanding player of the Final Four. Um, he can be an inconsistent shooter at times, but he also can be a great shooter, and it's just an all-around phenomenal point guard. And I'm surprised that he's so low in mocks, honestly. Me too. Him and Davion Mitchell are not very that far apart to me. Sim- yeah, they're not very different. And Davion Mitchell is older than Butler. Yeah. So um, I still prefer Mitchell for sure. But Jared Butler, I think, is going to have a good NBA career as well. Yeah. I also think Trey Young is now to the point in his career where you don't have to give him 35 minutes a game during some random regular season game against Philly. Like, he doesn't yeah. need that. He doesn't need, or not Philly, I guess that's a bad example, <laughs> against some the shitter. The <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't need to be on the floor for 30 minutes. Put Jared yeah. Butler in at that point. But they don't have anybody right now in their lineup to just throw him in there. And, and like, like none useful. of their wing players, like, can really just, like, play point guard If you want Kayvon to do it. Yeah, like, Bogdanovich, like, maybe, but. Just bring in Jared Butler and fix the whole situation. Uh-huh. Just to have another guy. So, you said 21 was Nick's pick? Yeah. Why do I have it written down as Dallas's? Because that's it's the Knicks pick via like it's Dallas's pick. Oh, the Knicks that, have Porzingis trade. That's my bad. Either way, I think it yeah. still works. <laughs> All what right. I've got. All right. Uh, I've got Trey Murphy. Uh, oh, okay. From one of the Virginia. best three and D players in the whole draft, uh, and that works perfect next to Julius Randle. Yeah. So either way, I think it works. Murphy, oh. I think, is going to be a guy that is like by the time we do our next mock, is going to be like maybe late lottery type guy. I mean, he's. Mm. Murphy, I, I didn't know. He was one of the few guys I really didn't know much about when I was, like, just reading through the mocks. I, and I, look like, look I, like, I knew I knew from him at Virginia from watching him and, like, Sam Hauser and them play, but I didn't really know that much about him. But he is big, and he uh-huh. is, like, a really good shooter, too. So, and that's... He is 3 and D. <laughs> that, like, is exactly what you want for the NBA. I mean, yep. he's a six foot nine wing, shot 43% from three this year. He can handle the ball decently. I think he's going to rise um, a month from now by when the draft comes comes around. Um, at 21 for the Knicks, like I said, I feel like they will go with a point guard. I have him going with Trey Mann out of Florida. Mm-hmm. Trey Mann had a pretty good tournament. They only played two games, but he balled out in those. 20 years old. He's a big guard, 6'5". Not really a combo guard. He's going to be the point guard, but he's just a phenomenal offensive player. And at 6'5", playing the one, He's going to be at least decent on defense. So, But he's a really good offensive player, passes the ball pretty well, but is just a really good scorer, has a big bag. Yeah, Big bag, deep. 
he had a couple of that step. I remember that step back three he had mm-hmm. in the Florida game against uh, Oral Roberts, and then Oral yep. Roberts ended up beating them. But yeah, uh, number twenty-two, the LA Lakers. This is a big one. They have Will a, they even have this pick? Like I don't know. I don't know. I kind of hope they do, but this probably won't happen. I've got this guy falling, and he probably shouldn't have fallen this low. But I've got a twenty-two. I've got the Lakers taking Sharif Cooper. Uh, Ooh, Alex Crusoe nice. could go out and get a bag this offseason. He, he also sh- could get just rot in jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could just rot in jail. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> Stay off the weed. Get out of it. Get away, Alex. Yeah, what the hell? What are you doing, dude? I uh, like Sharif to the Lakers, Me though. too. He would be nice. It, it's just LeBron could teach him a good amount about being a point guard. And LeBron is just... LeBron needs the ball taken out of his hands now. Like it's it's got to start and here. Schroeder like is probably not going to get 120 mil like he's asking yeah, for. Yeah, and he sucks. Like get him <laughs> yeah, out of he here. He sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, if he falls there, I think that's a for sure. It, they t- I feel like there's no way he gets past both of the Knicks pick though. Yeah, me too. Like I feel like he's, he is a one Nick. of yeah, exactly. I think so too. It's, like that's why I was kind of sad when I had OKC taken. I was like, man, I really wanted the Knicks to draft him. It is insane how one bad year at the Lakers and your career is basically over. <laughs> it's not even the Lakers. It's just LeBron playing yeah. with LeBron. If you play bad on LeBron's team, your career is you over. Suck. Like Montrez, you're done. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder, you're out of here. Montrez just like didn't even play at the Sucks. end of the season. Yeah, blows. Um, for me, Lakers twenty two. I have them reaching for a guy that I think is going to be a good NBA player, but he's older. I mean, he's not that old. He's 21 years old, but he was one of the best players in college basketball mm-hmm. last year. It's Io Dosimu out of Illinois. Yep. Yes, um, sir. I do think that it is a reach because he, in most mocks, he's a early second round, maybe late first. Bullshit. But, um, I mean, he's a 6'5 guard that is going to come in to the Lakers and just play right away. Um, I think he's a he pretty much is Alex Caruso. Like, I don't yeah. think he's much worse than him right now. Um, seriously, <laughs> no, like, me either. And Desumu is obviously a fantastic defender. Shoots the ball decently. I mean, he he definitely. I think he shot almost forty percent. Maybe he did shoot forty percent from three this did. year. He just not not that many attempts. Yeah. He'd only shoot like two or three a game. But talk about a player. I, I hope him, I I like him. I mean, he's, and he was a Big Ten player, but I really think that he uh, is kind of getting slept on in these in these draft talks. I mean, him and Jared Butler, I don't think are too far apart either. So no. and I'm I'm a I'm biased. I'm a huge Iodosimu fan. Like starting watching him this year, I mean, every time we watched Illinois, I was yeah. sitting there going. And Illinois was on TV a lot. So. I was going, "Holy <laughs> shit! I love this guy." Like I was one of my favorite point guards in college. So letting it be known right now, I am excited for Iodosimu. And if he's the on the Lakers, bro, that's nice. That's nice. Um, let me make sure I've got this order right yeah, for the yeah. rest of the draft. Houston has two. The okay. next two picks: 23, yeah. 24. Houston, twenty-five. Yep. Clippers. Yep. Denver, Brooklyn, Philly, Phoenix, Utah. Yep. Okay. Twenty-three. Houston. I've got them taking one of the best scores. Let's in just do. Let's just do twenty-three and twenty-four since it's Houston. Yep. I've got them taking Cam Thomas and Usman Garuba, who is dropping, but I don't really know much about. That's the him. thing too. A foreign player can either rise or drop. It's yeah. not unrealistic to have him drop at all. Yeah. yeah. But Cam Thomas to Houston. Oh, I liked watching Cam Thomas at LSU. Mm-hmm. Talk about another guy who was fun to watch. Him oh, and yeah. Sharif Cooper yeah. played that one game against each other. And yeah, and they, they both went off. Yeah, went yeah. nuts. <laughs> it's fun to watch SEC play just because they score the ball really highly and they, they shoot the ball like 10 seconds into the shot clock. Nothing like Big Ten basketball. Nothing. Yeah. Um, 
I also have Cam Thomas going at 23 to Houston, and then I have Houston taking a project player at 24, Zaire Williams. Um, I think Houston is a good spot for Zaire to go because Houston is not trying to... I mean, I don't know, though. Houston doesn't have their first-round pick next year, so they actually might try to... Comp- I mean, they're going to... You don't want to get the first overall pick. You might OKC. as well just yeah, keep, keep winning for this year and then take It was just yeah. weird because I had... I knew Cam Thomas was going to be one of these picks. I think he go him going to Houston is is super nice. But I also had Houston taking Jalen Green. So I wanted to have them take a big here at 24. But there's not many bigs that are uh-uh. here late in the first round. That makes sense. So I just had them going project with Zaire Williams. But Cam Thomas, I think he could struggle, but... I just hope he has a good career because he was fun. Yeah, I could definitely see him coming I right could, away and struggling. Yeah, like I could too. Just because, just because if he doesn't shoot the ball well, like he's he done. doesn't do much else other than score. That's his only problem. Other than scoring, he's not doing that much no. else. So. He, he doesn't facilitate well no. at all. And he doesn't play the greatest defense. Nope. And he's he's kind of undersized. He's 6'4" playing the two, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll I see. think he's pretty undersized, honestly. He, look, he plays and he's smaller. smaller. He's skinny. So. Yeah, he plays smaller. But he has he a high upside. I mean, if yep. he can... He he just needs an NBA training to get. If better. he can score the ball, he's fine. Yeah, in the NBA, uh, twenty five LA Clippers going with Greg Brown, big really? forward, big big forward. Yeah, out of here. Uh defense. I don't really know what the Clippers need. I mean, they've they're deep. Their depth is actually shown in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and this is a team that I didn't think was very deep going into the playoffs. I was worried about their depth. They've showed they've got it yeah. everywhere. Trey Mann, Luke Kennard, Reggie Jackson. Uh, Ke- or Morris, Marcus Morris. Yeah, Zubats I mean, been playing Zubots. pretty well. Boogie apparently out of nowhere. Boogie, yeah, not really. If, if he's scoring, yes, yeah. but and if, if he's, he's not, not following, then he's just. I mean, he's like the worst defender like ever. He fouls. He's just so slow. I saw something that, like if he plays 14 minutes a game, it's five fouls. Like he'll he's five <laughs> fouls crazy. every game he plays. Well, yeah, because minutes. a dude attacks him off a pick and roll, and the Clippers they switch everything because they run small ball, and he's just he has no other choice other than to foul him if he attacks him. Yeah, because there was a game recently where he played 14 minutes and had like 12 points. Yeah, last night he had 15. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and it was like if he would have played, somebody asked me what what would his stat line would have looked like if he would have played uh, 35 minutes, and it was like. He wouldn't have played. 35 it was like minutes. fifteen and a half <laughs> fouls. <laughs> like it, it was impossible. That's funny. Um, for me at 25, this way I have Trey Murphy going to the Clippers. I think it'd be a super nice fit. Just another backup wing player um, in case Kawhi Leonard leaves this offseason, which I don't think he's going to. Um, I but hope not. Trey Murphy would be nice for them. I don't, it's not like he's going to come in and start or anything. But like I said, Murphy, I don't expect him to get picked this late in the draft. I definitely see him being picked higher. So 26, 26 Denver. Uh, this one's weird, and it's tough for me to say. I've got them taking Ayu Dosimo. Granted, they just had a all NBA first or all NBA rookie first team guard, so it's kind of weird, right? Juan Toscano, or is he not first team or second team? Juan Toscano, or who's the Composo? guard? Yeah, Composo. No, he, did, he didn't make a team, but, but he, he was did. close. Yeah, he's a damn good player. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird taking Ayu, but I can't pass. Composo's like it's, he's not gonna get like that much better though. He's yeah, thirty years old. I. <laughs> uh, uh, this is yeah, where I don't, that doesn't that doesn't bother it. That's I, fine. Yeah. Ayu Dosimo. I've already said what I need to say. About my guy. <laughs> and they had RJ Hampton and dealt him away. So I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you just get more guard play. Um, I have this is where I have Chris, Chris Duarte going. Chris mm, that word. <laughs> Chris Duarte going to Denver. Uh, I think just a Denver's a team that could any team that's contending can always just use guys that can shoot the ball well and mm. just play good all around. Chris Duarte is that. He's twenty, going to be 24 by the time draft comes. Oldest guy in this first round. 
but that doesn't matter for Denver. They're looking to win a championship next year, so I have him going here. 27. 27, Brooklyn Nets. They probably won't be picking. I assume they'll make some sort of trade. They you never might. know. They, they might. might. I mean, they might. Because who really wants the 27 pick? Who's sitting here like, oh, I mean, me. think about it, though. Like, Just throw it the in, Lakers guess, traded, yeah. or they got Dennis Schroeder for, like, the 26th pick last year. Yeah, and I guess at the end, at the, at the point, same point, you just kind of throw it in. It's like, like we read, like, it. last year, Brooklyn gave up the 18th pick yeah. for for Landry Shamit technically, and yeah. gave it to us, so... Shout out that. You'd rather take a guy that you know is going to come and at least be decent than maybe a guy that was just going to suck. 27, Brooklyn. I've got them taking Trey Mann out of Florida. Really? I forgot he fell for you. Oh, my God. Imagine if he went there. Imagine. Baller. I think Brooklyn will probably go with a big just because big is their main need. need. Um, This is where I have Dayron Sharp out of UNC. One of the few, like, pure centers in this draft. Um, Isn't going to do a lot other than protect the rim and – catch lobs. He's got to be the biggest dude in this class. But he's huge. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just, like, very muscular, 6'11", big man. Oh, he's only 19. Had a pretty decent year at UNC this year, but um, has decent upside. And like I said, he's younger. I have him going at seven or 27. 28, Philadelphia. I've got them taking my guy. Not really. Kind of. I like him. Not really. <laughs> Jake up. Josh Christopher. Really? You haven't been getting one in the first round? Yeah. Uh, I'd be really surprised if he didn't, just based off like, really? his Really? You think upside. he'll go first round? Yeah, his upside and his so. motor, dude. He was so bad this year, though. Yeah, he's so was <laughs> Zaire Williams. I know, they both were that. <laughs> yeah, but Zaire awful. Williams is three inches taller. Wait, weren't they on the same high school longer team? Longer wingspan. No. Um, they didn't both go to Sierra Cannon? No, he didn't. It was uh, BJ Boston and Zaire Williams. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, and I kind of like him, kind of dislike him because the whole Michigan thing. But I love watching right. him play. I guess yeah, that makes sense now. He's a dog. I like Josh Christopher. I but think he's a dog. I also feel like he's more of a celebrity than an NBA player, or a basketball player. <laughs> yeah, no, he is a like, celebrity. He maybe should focus more on basketball. Yeah, like he big ass <laughs> chains. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a definitely um, a celebrity. For me, twenty eight. I have the Philadelphia 76ers just getting some guard play, assuming that maybe a Ben Simmons trade happens. I have them. Getting a guy who's probably going to be decent no matter what. I have them taking Miles McBride out of West Virginia. Super good for West Virginia this year. He's just an all-around good point guard. He's going to play good defense. He's going to pass the ball well. He's not going to come out and score 25 a night, but he's just going to be a point guard for you. He's 6'2", 20 years old. Pretty good player. He's a guy that might not go in the first round, but I have Philly taking him. Yep. 29, I have a guy who I absolutely know nothing about, in all honesty, but apparently he's been having a really good draft combine. Really? Uh, Phoenix taking JT Thor. He's another oh, forward. Yeah. I almost had Brooklyn taking him over Daron Sharp, yeah. The issue is he's with this pick as hell, yeah. is this dude is a forward. Uh, they already have two great young forwards and then Jay Crowder on top. You could probably, it. yeah, true. So that's the issue with this pick. However... If you're picking at 29, you're Phoenix out coming off an NBA Finals win, which is what I assume they're going to do. Mm. It doesn't really matter who you take. It <laughs> yeah, doesn't. exactly. For me, Phoenix, I have them kind of taking a project player, which is kind of weird because obviously they're contenders. Why not, though? But why not? And I yeah. think that he, this player going here is a great situation for him to become good, and it is B.J. Boston, Brandon oh. Boston Jr. out of Kentucky. Um, I think him learning behind Chris Paul and Devin Booker is just a great fit for him, a guy who was supposed to be a top-five pick a year ago and really just disappointed. Like, he didn't suck as bad as Zaire Williams and Josh Christopher, but he still just was not good. Shot the ball so poorly. Isn't that weird? Turned the ball over a lot. Um, But obviously, he played better competition than the other two guys. But 
BJ Boston is still, he's 6'5", 6'6", 19 years old, can handle the ball well. He Like I said, he did turn it over a lot. His pull-up is crazy. Um, super lengthy guy. I think that Phoenix would be a great situation for him, though, just because he's behind Chris Paul and Devin Booker. At number 30, the Utah Jazz, the team that can't get to the conference finals to save <laughs> their life, taking a guy who's just damn good, damn good at hoops, and that's Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Oh, yeah, I like uh, that. Super good at Villanova. Big forward who can shoot the ball, play defense, yeah, dunk on everybody, runs the floor super well, facilitates surprisingly well for how mm-hmm. like big he is. And like he just doesn't look like a facilitator, but he yeah. does. But he played at Villanova, so that helps. Right. I was gonna have Aaron Henry going here at thirty just because, but Henry actually had an injury in the combine and it's kind of lowering his draft stock. In the ESPN mock that they put out, he isn't until, like, 50th or 51st pick. That's sad. Which kind of sucks, Um, but he it was not a bad injury. He like he, They said he's just going to miss a couple days in the combine. I think it's a quad injury or hamstring injury. But um, So I don't have him going at 30. I still think Aaron Henry is going to be a good NBA player. But um, I have Utah going with Jaden Springer, the other guard from Tennessee that played with Keon Johnson. They're both very similar players. Um Jaden Springer, like Keon Johnson, is a great defender. But Springer doesn't really bring the uh, as big of an offensive game as Keon does. But he's only 18 years old. so And he can play the one or two. Him and Keon played together. 6-4. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just a, he's a potential guy for sure. Yeah. And, again, and, like, and Utah doesn't have much backup guard play either. So, I mean, Jordan Clarkson, obviously, but point guard play. For these teams that aren't in win-now win mode, who are also really good, like a Phoenix... I think the only smart move is to take a project player. I don't think there's because a, you drafted. Yeah, you draft a guy that's a a good player right away. It's just like he doesn't he, even have a spot in the rotation. Yeah. You draft a project player in four years, he probably does. Yeah, like I think it works. I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. One thing that I was thinking about, you mentioned Kawhi Leonard leaving the Clippers. I know it's a long episode, but if yeah, they made it this far, they can. Keep and if you're listening, listening you're a, you're awesome because this is really deep in. Yeah, you're you're a real one. If you are still listening right now. Go to our YouTube page and comment. What should we, we have them comment? Uh, something funny. Something funny. Comment. Comment. Uh, Reggie Jackson's the goat. Yeah, yeah. Comment. Reggie Jackson's is the goat, and we will shout you out in the next podcast. Yeah. I know it's not that big of a deal, but that would just be cool if, if yeah. somebody, if one person did that, it would really make my day. So. It make both of our days. Yeah. Like. Even if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, just go to the YouTube High Temple Podcast and just comment, Reggie Jackson is the GOAT. We will shout you out no matter what. No questions about it. Anyways, though, continue. Uh, (laughs) We're talking about Kawhi leaving L.A. I am now to the point after these last two seasons of complete unpredictability where I want this offseason to not be the craziest offseason ever. Because it's becoming a lot to I mean, keep just, up it's with. Just the, the league just changes so much. But four years ago, the Stars were all on different teams. Well, and remember four years ago, we could, for four years ago and the three years before that, we could tell you who's going to be in the finals every year. And it was a kind of annoying. I kind of like that we can't. Cavs, yeah. Golden State. Cavs, Golden State. Every single year, four years straight. Now it's the Hawks might be in it. <laughs> yeah. Huh? The Suns, who I don't even think I had making the playoffs, (laughs) are probably going to win it all. (laughs) It's a little, it's almost too much unpredictability. But at the same time, I just like it. I like it because it's competitive right now. That's where I don't want to see Kawhi leave. Yeah. Because I want him to stay in LA. So we have all the same similar stars, a little bit different tools around Mm -hmm. them. And then boom, you go right back at it. Because when you're switching teams all the time, the rivalries don't, aren't as dirty. They're not as great. Mm -hmm. But like, 
Phoenix and Denver. I hope that's a rivalry. Like I'd love I'd love to see that. Could Clippers be. and Dallas. I I never want to see that change. <laughs> yeah, Luka and Kawhi. I, I just feel like Kawhi wouldn't leave. Like he he's from LA. He's back home. He his he got injured and his team is playing well. Like they could they could easily come back next year and try to contend again. I think especially how well the Clippers played after he got hurt is going to make him stay. Like if they would have lost those last two games in against Utah when he got hurt, just lost and get eliminated, then it's like all right, he might leave. Like his team sucks if he doesn't play. Yep. But the fact that they have done well since Without he left, him. like but also, maybe that can make them think, oh, maybe they don't like playing with me because now they're playing good without me. No, I think it's nah, a respect yeah. thing to your teammates. I think it's so like, too. I respect y'all for doing this. I'm going to come back. Like, we want, like, Kawhi, like, yeah, you go down, like, we are going to fight to win these games without you. We got I you, just bro. wish he would sit on the sideline, man. Me too. It looks, but that's it's just Kawhi. Goofy. It just looks like he doesn't want to even be there. Like, it, it looks he's like he's not he... cheer. I know that's not how Kawhi is. Like, it's, I, I know he's not that type of guy. But it's just like it's. It makes me think. All right, but he's not coming back. Like he's just saying, "Fuck these guys." It makes me think he only cares about the bag. Like it really does. It makes yeah. me think he doesn't care. As I mean, much I understand. Like when he didn't go to Phoenix, uh, like in the first yeah. two games of the series, because yeah. oh, he was yeah. still had his injury, not traveling, obviously. But just sitting up in the in the press box for the like, two games at home, and like, come on, dude, dude, like go to sit on the sideline, bro. You're still on the team. Give Trey Mann some pointers. You're a playoff Trey veteran, man. <laughs> Terrence Mann. You're you're you've won a f- multiple Finals MVPs. Yeah. Like give some of your guys the pointers on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Be a leader. And it's I, I I have a little bit of a problem with Kawhi. I, I've never been it. the biggest Kawhi fan, but I do definitely respect him. But I I just I mean that's just how he is. Yeah, though. he and just I is know very anti-social like type guy. <laughs> um, but tonight, huge game tonight. Super excited. Watch hoops. I don't. I'm not rooting for anybody. I kind of am rooting for the Clippers. I'm rooting for the Clippers. Just to have a Game 7. But I don't want the Clippers to win the whole series, either. though. So, either. so, I don't know. I just hope it's a really good game. If it's a blowout, that's going to suck. Hopefully, Giannis can make a full recovery and come back in these playoffs. And like I said, comment Reggie Jackson's the GOAT. That would make our day. Yeah. Shout out, y'all. Thank you for listening to this late episode. Also, let us know uh, about our mock, too. Like, if your team is drafting the guy that you absolutely hate, Maybe we'll yeah, maybe tell us. maybe tell us. Hey, that that guy is gonna suck. No way we draft him. And then boom, we might change our opinions. Probably not. We're pretty <laughs> no, stubborn. Definitely not. I'm, All I'm, right. I'm pretty stubborn. Bye. I gotta piss. Peace.